Peace and greetings, world. Uh, we're back once again, another Side of Faith podcast. Um, I'm one third of the uh, host team here at Another Side of Faith podcast, Mr. Jack Brickhouse, chairman of the board, uh, joined by my partners in crime, my brothers uh, at Royalty Ministry Community, Royalty Ministries Community Foundation, Brother Addis Laws Bay um, and Minister Jamal Mitchell. We also have a special, special guest for you today. Um, I'm going to bring this uh, wonderful, talented young lady on here. Uh, momentarily. But first, you know, it's plug time. Uh, We have a lot of great stuff going on at Royalty Ministries. Um, Six days a week, we have uh, some great free workshops that are going on. Um, Health and wellness, Bible study, uh, God is not homophobic, books for babes, a lot of great stuff. You can find that on rmaz.org. We also have some new master classes that are coming, uh, public speaking. We're going to teach you all about ACEs. If you don't know about ACEs, that's that re- refers to trauma, um, and uh, we focus on trauma at the adolescent point, but then how it also affects you as an adult. Uh, great workshops there, public speaking. Uh, we're going to do some uh, uh, travel abroad 101 for people who've never traveled internationally. A lot of great stuff coming, so check us out, rmaz.org. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, share it. Tell somebody about it. Pass it along. Pass it like it's a hot potato. Uh, let people know. You can check us out on all streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple, you choose. Uh, we'll be there uh, with new content. So um, let me go ahead and, and, and bring our guest in, uh, Sister City Life. How are you doing today? Blessed. Blessed and highly favored. We appreciate you coming on. Um, so City Life has been with uh, Royalty Ministries here for, when has it been, three months now, two, three months? Yeah, it's been about three months now. Um, time flies. Time does fly. It, it moves very, very quickly. Uh, Sister City Life um, came in to help us with the uh, God is Not Homophobic initiative um, that we had put uh, set forth in the ministry. Uh, and as we we let everything happen on uh, the most highest time and, and City's, uh, Sister City Life was brought to us. Actually, I think I was away when everything came together. But uh, Sister City Life, if you can just talk a little bit about your, your background, um, you know, kind of where you come from, how you got involved with uh, uh, God is Not Homophobic. Absolutely. So. Uh, thank you so much for the beautiful introduction. I'm happy to be a part of the community and being able to bring about a change uh, in our communities, uh, which is ultimately what allowed me to be put in this position. Um, I was basically invited in by a great friend in the community of music, um, as I do inspire uh, by music and performance, writing. Um, and so With that said, I've done a lot of shows for breast cancer awareness, autism, stop bullying. Um, I've performed, actually hosted for um, a sheriff, a mayor. Um, I've done Phoenix College, you know, just a whole plethora of events that would be pertaining to the community to help inspire and motivate. So a friend of mine who met me in that community reached out to Minister Jamal and Uh, Or actually, I think Mr. Jamal actually reached out to him and was looking for someone in the community that would be able to help back up God is not homophobic 
uh, which gave me the opportunity and window to uh, speak with that friend uh, who basically recommended that I come in and, and see what it was about if I'd be interested in doing it. And mind you, I've had a silent career um, in the community now for probably about the past few few years, um, just developing my spirituality and connecting more self to my uh, with my transformation. Um, because I think it's very important that when you're talented, that you spread that for the betterment of the community too. And don't get me wrong. I have some ego tracks out there, but that all spiraled from, <laughs> you know, being young. Um, so with that, I have been able to join in on the God is not homophobic workshop. And I just follow the message that God sends me. What he delivers to me is a message to be able to help the community stop crime and bridge the gap of the indifference, the indifferences uh, that are in the community of homosexuality versus heterosexuality. And it's been going great. It's been a, an amazing response. Um, we've started getting some individuals who are new to the workshop, a couple at a time here. Um, slow and steady wins the race, though. That's right. That's right. Thank you for sharing all of that. Uh, so as you've kind of been, you kind of become the lead facilitator for the God is not homophobic. Like you said, you just kind of go off of uh, inspiration and, and what the most high, uh, you know, puts on you to deliver. Um, so for people who have not uh, had a chance to tune in, uh, regardless of if they identify as LGBTQ or heterosexual, whatever, um, what can they expect, um, you know, if they come uh, to God is not homophobic, which is a virtual workshop. It's a free workshop every Saturday. Um, you can visit rmaz.org for more information about that. Uh, they would be able to expect a high vibrational frequency, uh, energy that's delivered from compassion and passion behind the people, uh, acceptance of everyone as they are as individuals. Uh, our ultimate goal is to help everybody achieve love, which is the acronym behind the theme of God is not homophobic. So we really want them to expect to come and receive healing, receive a message and, you know, walk away encouraged to do the right thing in the community so that we can continue to set the examples that we need to have set forth for everyone to be an entire village. You know, they do say it takes a village to raise a child, but how will we be able to do that if the village is not connected? That's right. That's right. It's, it is all about unity. Um, all about healing at RMCF. Uh, you know, again, that, that is our major focus. Um, we are mental health awareness uh, based. Uh, that is that is our primary concern. Uh, we're certified in ACEs and autism. Um, again, we're going to do some some shows where we dive into that a little bit more. Uh, Minister Jamal, as God is not homophobic was forming, and uh, um, Sister City Life came and joined. Um, and then, you know, you guys kind of developed the rapport and, and, and you know, she kind of, you know, found her own in the facilitation. Uh, what were your thoughts initially and, and, and how do you think it's played out uh, over the past 90 days? Has it, has it played out in the, in the way that you thought it would? Uh, peace and greetings, uh, my brothers and my family. Uh, it played out, you know, what, better than what I could expect it. Jack, she has been a blessing, uplifting and encouraging to a lot of the folks in the ministry. Um, her energy, um, just her um, poetic style has been very exciting. Um, and just I just I, her swag and her and, and how she conducts herself and her passion 
for this has been awesome and it fits in exactly uh, with uh, what we were uh, um, looking for, what we were praying for. So uh, when my my, um, my boy D, you know, introduced me to her, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Um, um, but she's blew my expectations or, or what I could have prayed for out the roof, just being, you know, very, very, very passionate about this and just putting, I mean, she just always writing some awesome and marketing and putting it out there. And then her story was just so, uh, a heartfelt and just, and it just was just like, wow, you know, see how far she comes. So she's just, she's been really, 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 uh, a treat. And it just and it makes getting on God for not homophobic on Saturdays something to look forward to. It's like a good Netflix movie. Well said, man. It's the well said, and brother Addison. I'm gonna bring you up in a second. Uh, if you want to listen in to God is not homophobic, and you and you 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 a little you have some trepidation about you know joining the actual live workshop, uh, you can find those all those workshops are recorded. Uh, if you check out the podcast, another side of faith podcast on your favorite uh, on your favorite. Uh, streaming platform, you'll be able to find those God is not homophobic. Uh, previous uh, community chats is what we call them. So you can kind of hear what's going on ahead of time. Uh, Brother Addis, uh, what have you noticed? Uh, first off, peace and greetings to everyone around the world. Sister City Life is awesome. I'm just going to put it out there. She's awesome. She's very talented. You can tell that she's being led by the Most High. And She's passionate about this. And you couldn't ask for anything more. You can tell when people are faking it. She's not faking it. She's passionate about this. She wants to do what she can to not only help the LGB community, but all communities. Because, again, love is what's going to heal everything. And the way the world is right now, the world is very wicked and toxic. We need more people like Sister City Life to come in and be a leader. And she is well beyond a leader. That's right. That's right. I, I second and third and fourth that. Um, it's all about leadership. You know, we get a lot of people in the community that come up with excuses about why they don't like, uh, you know, going to this ministry or why they don't like this government. Uh, agency or whatever it may be. And then they just go sit on the couch and complain and talk about it. And then there are other people like Sister City Life, uh, like what we do here, all of the, our board and, and our members at Royalty Ministries who actually roll up our sleeves and, and get out there and get busy. So um, Sister City Life, thank you for that introdu introduction and sharing a little bit about yourself. Let's go ahead and transition now um, and talk uh, talk about today's topic. Um, we may go over a little uh, a little bit of our time we usually try to stay about 15, 17, 18 minutes, but that's okay. Um, we'll see how this flows and we'll go from there. So Brother Addis, uh, you sent the clip again in the group text. A lot of these topics you guys hear about usually start in the group text. <laughs> we'll just, somebody will just be sitting around and then an idea float or a meme or whatever it is. And then everybody just kind of votes on it. And like, oh yeah, let's run that. Oh yeah, I think that'll be good. Oh, what about this angle? And then some days we have trepidation. Should we talk about that? Or how, if we talk about that, how do we do that without uh, causing the controversy. Um, but today, uh, Brother Addis sent a, uh, a short clip, and there was a gentleman who is uh, a uh, hip-hop legend. Um, KRS-One was on a... Well, that was his podcast, Brother Lost Bay? Or was he on somebody? I, I, I think he was on somebody else's. So he was being interviewed, 
Uh, and somehow the, the topic of community work, as Sister City Life was just talking about, and education, higher education in uh, quote-unquote Black people uh, plays out. And how, uh, in a nutshell, I'm going to let Brother Addis, you know, kind of sum it up a little bit. In a nutshell, how uh, those of us, and this is just a generality, and if you listen to this show, you know how I feel about generalities. But in this case, uh, this is a generality that uh, a lot of our people of color who get education disconnect for the community, uh, from their community and from helping their community and become even more uh, individualistic and, and focus on themselves. But Brother Addis, let me, let me let you clean that up and then we'll get into some dialogue. Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, I was, it, 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 one, I am a big KRS one fan. I remember Boogie Down Productions back in the days, and I'm used to that type of hip hop to where our people are talking about, they have a message in their lyrics. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm attracted to, you know the early early mid late 80s 90s even even a lot of the quote unquote gangster rap if you actually listen to those lyrics they have messages in those lyrics so i just happened to be scrolling through instagram and came across this podcast i don't remember who the gentleman was who had the podcast but i seen krs1 so of course, I immediately, you know, turned on the speaker and I wanted to hear what was going on because every time KRS has something to say, again, he's another one that is versed in more science. So I'm attracted to the science, the science of our people. So I wanted to hear what he had to say. And, you know, the interview went on and but he spoke upon our people once we start gaining education, knowledge uh, wealth, we kind of separate ourselves from the rest of our communities. And I, I found it very interesting because if we use an NBA star for an example, there are some NBA stars, you know, they start making some nice little change because originally when they get into the league, they're not making that change. So they're still in the community, you know, starting things from in their home cities or whatever and this is this but once they start to climb up i guess up the ranks to stardom now they're starting to make those finances that are appealing 30 40 50 million dollars now they start to separate themselves now all of those uh community events they used to host or you know, give to certain charities in their cities, all of a sudden start to stop. And I found that interesting because to me, that's almost the reverse of a crab in a bucket. Our community, as, as, as a person in our community, starts to elevate themselves. Those who don't want to elevate try to grab that person and try to pull them back in. That's a crab in a bucket. But on this level, this is a crab in a bucket where now, the crab has escaped and he don't want to help nobody else to try to come up because of fear of being dragged back into that bucket. Well said, brother Addis. Well said. Uh, so it's a city life. I'm going to come to you next, but first let me, let me throw something out there. So um, let me throw a, a international perspective on this. So 
um, while I was at the university, I met some uh, some people from uh, from abroad. So uh, Arizona State University has like a hundred and this was a couple years ago. Uh, last time I heard this stat, but like 165 different cultures are represented, like from all around the world. And so I heard uh, some students, and they were from some were from India, uh, some were from different Latin areas, uh, Africa, all these different places. Uh, so where these ki- where these kids were coming from, they were sent to America for one purpose to get an education, right, and to take that education back to their country, so that they can utilize it to help the family build, you know, wealth and, and get out of poverty. What happens is the exact same thing that Brother Addis was just mentioning uh, in their cultures. They Once they get here in America and they get a taste of this freedom and they get a little bit of the success and they get a job, they don't want to go back home. And then it causes a rift between them and their parents. So uh, it definitely happens in our black uh, in, in our br- black and brown uh, uh, communities on the diaspora. Uh, but our other brown brothers and sisters go through the same thing as well. Uh, sister, city life, uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? I definitely think that it's a huge issue um, because, you know, that's the, I think, you know, not to bring up uh, Kanye West in this, but, and, and get all controversial, but, uh, you know, he, he talks about it a lot, how he feels like if our people, you know, or the people in general just start to come together, then we can rise. And he says our people, I say, if all people personally, that's my whole model behind it. That's my MO. Amen. I think if all people do it, then we can rise. Uh, There were, you know, back in in the days where, you know, you go back to the Egyptian days, right? Um, The people there, they lived like, they had empires. There was a reason why they called it an empire. Um, You still have some uh, um, parts of our our humanity that focuses on that, um, you know, like Prince Charles and, you know, so forth. But we don't have it happening as often as it could be happening. And Kanye West right now is, he's been talking about basically building an entire place, a new, a world where people can be able to have access for education, you know, that there's funding and there's no lack of in that community of people. And he's being targeted because of the way that he's approaching it. But you got to respect the fact that he's even interested in making a change like that in our world. And once you get into that billionaire, millionaire status, you should be interested in doing things like that. Uh, Oprah, as a matter of fact, said that, you know, there's, uh, you cannot become successful in business without delivering some form of service to people, servicing your community. That's my thoughts on it as well. Well said. Well said. No, and, and I agree with that. Um, with the, if if we serve our communities, we, we don't we wouldn't always have uh, our hands out. But it's about us galvanizing um, and coming together and taking control of the scenario. Uh, Minister Jamal, come on and weigh in, brother. Throw your weight around. Man, uh, y'all didn't took all my weight. I'm 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 skinny as a mug now. For city life, brother Addis. I, you know what? I got something. I got something for these two intelligent, high energy individuals. My question to both of you guys is: Why is that in an issue in our community? Where does that stem from? Where did where where did that start from? That's a that's a very prominent issue in our community. It's been prominent. Mm-hmm. Ever since I've been alive, I've held, hold, 
I've heard elders talk about that ever since I was little. Where, where, where did that come from? Why is that like that? That is due to preconditioning. And I say that because uh, to camel back off of what Sister City Life was talking about when we had empires. Well, we actually do still have those empires. We are Asiatic Moors. Asiatic Moors take up 98% of the planet. When God Allah created existence, he created the star that we call a planet, animals, plants, and the Asiatic Moors. Now, our Asiatic Moors consist of our Asians, Indians, our token Native Americans, the so-called Black African Americans, Hispanics, were all the Asiatic Moors. So as we started to develop our tribes around the world, those are our empires. Those where our empires came from. There's one still existing empire right now, and that is the royal family, because people don't, don't know, and those who have been told don't understand that the royal family are actually Asiatic Moors. But that'll be another episode right there where I explain how they are Asiatic Moors. But those empires still do exist. Now, for our people, especially on this landmass called the United States, we were stripped of our knowledge of who we really are. So now starts the preconditioning, the divide and conquer. So if you don't know who you really are, you can't stake a claim to anything because you're running around talking about you're Mexican or you're running around talking about you're black or African-American that Jesse Jackson started in 84, 88, one of the two years. I remember when that happened, but it's all due to preconditioning. Well said, brother Addis. Well said, Sister City Life. I think that um, it's a it's a mix of the inner world and outer world issues that we deal with. Um, you know, from an outer world standpoint, you have uh, everyday struggles with trying to keep up monetarily to, you know, compensate for what's needed and your necessities for your family, because, you know, the jobs that you have available to you most of the time pay very little. Now, when we talk about that, even in a, in its standpoint, you have families that like brother Addis said, the preconditioning, they're not being preconditioned to even, want to engage in higher learning. It's not even a part of their mindset. And then we look at this technology that's growing, which gives people pretty much the answer to everything. They don't have to hunt it down or go and find it. When I was young, uh, if I didn't know the meaning to a word, I was told, go grab the dictionary, you know, don't come back to me until you have the definition type of thing. And now, you know, although we have Google, which will give you the definition, you can hunt it down, of course, um, it's not being planted as, as a seed could be as, as well grounded as the seed could be in that aspect of technology, because you have so many other distractions that as soon as you find the definition, now you're on TikTok or now you're on Facebook. Um, so, you know, it's, it's also a part of where it stems from the family, the families need to come together a little bit more and build the legacy that, you know, our ancestors at one point in time did build. Uh, we used to have parents that would leave behind acres of land or 
you know, businesses. There were things that were able to be handed down from generation to generation to keep that appealing uh, uh, ability to make moves and, and strides in the world. And now we don't really have that. You know, there's a lack of even dedication and relationships and marriages these days, let alone keeping a family solidified together for higher learning purposes, education, and then, you know, the shares in the community to keep everything moving and evolving from there. So it doesn't fall or crumble. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'll throw my two cents in real quick and then I'll, um, I'll, I'll pass the mic back around so everybody can get their final thoughts and then we'll get out of here. Uh, so I'll just take it down the avenue of it just comes down to balance. Uh, if you're blessed with uh, wealth of in any form, not just monetarily, money is just one form of wealth. Um, if you go in to get the education, then you, you're blessed with another form of wealth. That's knowledge. Um, and then and so on and so forth. Uh, but the eternal struggle, the struggle in any uh, biblical story uh, that you read where there was wealth involved is once you do the work and you follow the passion, whatever it may be, and you're delivering on what the most high wants you to deliver on and then you're blessed with the wealth. Can you balance the wealth and the spirituality and, and, and following the path of what you should do? Or does the wealth corrupt you? That wealth can be knowledge. So going back to the original question, uh, a lot of our people get the knowledge and then instead of, like you said, you know, reaching down to, to assist because as Brother Addis mentioned, they feel they're gonna be, uh, you know, pulled back in. They just avoid it completely, right? And so now uh, the people with the knowledge don't come back to the community to educate others and help uplift, right? So can can you, once you're blessed with the wealth, can you remember, you know, whatever pact it was you made at the time when you were when you were asking the Most High, please, Most High, I'm working, all these things that we want and, and, and plead for, and then you get them and then you're blessed. Now, can you remember to go back and help? And uh, going back to Minister's point, again, it, it, there's many levels to it. Um, but uh, preconditioning, as Brother Addis said, uh, going into uh, materialism, um, all of these things that uh, consumerism, uh, you know, just feeling we need to shop and buy to fill that void, as uh, Sister City Life said. Um, so, yeah, I'm right on board with you. Let me open this up one more time. Go around. Whoever wants to jump in, uh, whatever final thoughts you may have, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, so I just want to thank each and every one of you for the beautiful expressions that you delivered earlier on in the introduction. Um, it was very heartfelt, heartwarming. Even I, uh, I thought it was just beautiful to hear you all express what your thoughts have been about my deliverance here in the workshop of God is not homophobic. Um, I mean, ultimately we're going to be doing a lot of things with that workshop. We have plans right now to help the communities with fundraisers and different events that we'll be able to host. We have different connections also in the communities that'll help be able to draw some uh, or bridge the gap in, in between uh, the lines that are drawn for, um, you know, the inability to get housing and, um, you know, emotional support and counseling and all these things. We really want to grow this workshop so that we have a number of people that are connected to the workshop to be able to contribute back into the community for those who experience any hate crimes towards them uh, or their children or their father, mother, whoever it is that's in your family, if you've ever had to deal with a hate crime against your sexuality preference. Uh, here at Royalty Ministries Community Foundation, we really want to accept everyone with open arms and uh, allow them to know and understand that they can love God, they can accept God, and they can 
speak on God and move through God no matter where they are or who they choose to be with. Uh, that's going to be the ultimate goal. So we'll be talking about things to help with parenting. We'll be talking about uh, different uh, resolutions for relationship issues, how to avoid getting into a difficult relationship that might eventually lead you down a path of um, depression or stress or suicidal thoughts, all those things. So I just kind of wanted to tap in to kind of fill in on what to expect uh, overall with that workshop. I know you asked about that earlier, brother, and I just wanted to kind of touch back in on it. And I want to thank you all for allowing me to be a part of the community as well once again. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we, we appreciate you and all the time you've dedicated and your consistency uh, just everything that you contributed. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, Minister Jamal or Brother Addison, anything else in closing? Uh, no, no. I mean, again, this is this has been a good topic. I, I uh, pray that everyone that is listening just think about all the all the all the things that we talked about. When it comes to this, because again, you could be that one out of your neighborhood or whatever to be able to gain that wealth of knowledge or that financial wealth. What is your next step? Are you going to look back and go, hey, come on, brother. I know you you over here working hard. You ain't into all of that toxic stuff. Come on, let me help you. So then that person can go help the next person. And that person can go help the next person. Or are you going to look back and go, hey, I'm leaving. Excuse my language. I'm leaving you niggas behind. Bye. And <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Minister Jamal, anything in closing, sir? Um, Brother Jack. Uh, had a sermon we're going to do one day here. He made a, it was a good title. It says, um, are you, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, are you selfish enough to be a millionaire? Yeah. So um, I'm going to let you, chew, those who hear it, chew on that. What does that mean? Are you selfish enough to be a millionaire? That's coming. That's coming down the pipe. Um, so again, Sister City Life, we appreciate you coming on. Um, before we get out of here, another side of Faith Podcast, we are going live. We're going to do a live show um, in the upcoming weeks. So uh, be looking out for that. Tickets are going to go on sale. It's going to be virtual and in person. A lot of people want to know uh, how we record the show. So you want to see it, we're going to give it all to you. All right? We're coming live, uh, stream live, probably on Zoom or Facebook. Details coming soon. We'll, we'll keep you posted in the, in the upcoming shows. Um, but outside of that, appreciate you all tuning in and checking us out. We'll see you next time.